Definitely. For sure. And my parents definitely do. So uh, we're probably live on air right now, as I just said that. So uh, it's more likely that you're going to give other people strokes. Yeah. Hi, mom. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, we are live, I think. I mean, this isn't one of those. We've talked about this before. This isn't one of those kind of shows where um, where it starts super smooth. Uh, as a matter of fact, it probably violates uh, several key core tenets of uh, of HIPAA. So uh, there you go. Um, so welcome to Dojo U Live. I want to talk more about what that is. But the first thing, last day to sign up for the Dojo U Cruise is this Sunday. So if you're watching, if, if for some reason you're watching this video, and if for some reason you like what we're doing here at the Dojo, check out cruise.dojouniversity.com. It's a, what would you say? Like we're, we try to make it the perfect combination of bagpipe school and vacation combined. Uh, not to say that other piping schools aren't amazing because they are, and they're totally like my kind of thing. I, you know, I thrive at a piping school, like the typical one where you go there and then you spend literally all week deeply, deeply piping the whole time right? This is a little bit different. The cruise is designed a little bit different for a couple of reasons. I think one of the downsides to piping school in the traditional format is you're basically taking vacation time and you're taking time away from, you know, daily life and, and family and everything to just play bagpipes. And sometimes, uh, sometimes that's a little bit much to do. And what's cool about the cruise is, I, and, and like Carl and other people, you can tell me if you agree, but I really, even though I was teaching a bagpipe school last time we went on the cruise, it definitely feels like vacation to me. You know, it's like a healthy balance. Carl, thoughts, back me up. Well, that, that's definitely the goal, right? You're going to come back uh, from the cruise not feeling just super excited, having made a ton of progress on your bagpiping, you're also going to come back with a nice little tan, relaxed, having fun at the pool, and, and yeah, it also, by the way, gives your significant other That's right. a chance to profit from this uh, vacation as your, well. Your spouse has never been so excited for you to uh, leave and go play bagpipes, because she's, la she's laying in the sun, and then she has a spa appointment. Uh, I'm stereotyping, of course. You know, if you're a woman piper, your husband can do all these same things. And, uh, you know, uh, and then meanwhile, at the end of the day, when you really start to miss each other, you get back together, you have some fancy dinners, you have some drinks, you watch cool shows, explore the Caribbean, stuff like that. Anyway, that's the dojo you cruise in a nutshell. Go to the website. Uh, I'm super proud of the documentaries that we did. So there's seven, there's a documentary per day, a little 10 minute uh, docudrama of each day that we did on the cruise. <clears throat> you get a really good feel for the kind of flavor. Although we're going to do a couple of things different this year with the workshop that's going to be super fun. So <clears throat> there will be some variety there too. Uh, Ken came back about 10 pounds heavier. You can't drink all that seawater, Ken. It, it makes you bloated, you know, when you do that. <laughs> Okay, anyway, that's the, that's the advertisement portion of the show done. What is Dojo U Live, you ask? You might not have even asked, but I'm going to tell you. Uh, at Dojo U, we developed all these features, right? We've got live classes. 
not dissimilar from the kind of thing you're experiencing right now. Uh, we've got live classes, we've got tons of educational posts, we've got like literally hundreds of bagpipe tunes like documented how to play them on the website, which is pretty cool. We built like a daily dose program, like a daily exercise program, which is really, really neat. Um, people submit their, a little recording of an exercise to get feedback from instructors. We've got the internal Facebook group um, for people in the USA where PipersDojo.com ships products. You get a discount, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did I miss any key features? Oh, don't forget all of the courses. We've got like, you know, 25 or something, you know, standalone courses teaching you how to do specific bagpipe things. But we were still having a little bit of a problem and I really feel like this has kind of helped us address the problem, which is how do you know if you're actually making progress? How, you know, how do you know you're on the right track? And so what we did is we started to develop these weekly missions and I'll show you, um, I will show you this week's mission. Uh, and it's pretty simple, right? We're going to learn the first and second parts of Athel and Bredalbin gathering. Not necessarily memorized yet, you know, that one week is a short time to do that. Uh, study and focus on uh, specific bagpipe fundamentals. And this week we'll talk a little bit about grace note quality and bagpipe maintenance and stuff. But long story short, record that on the full bagpipes. It's time to man up for lack of a less uh, a politically correct term. It's time to man up, turn on that recorder, and, uh, and just uh, produce a recording and submit it for feedback. And... We have a very specific kind of cool way, I think, that we give feedback on these, um, which is very cool and where you can really kind of gauge your improvement over time. But maybe the most important thing is uh, it, it's a performance development uh, process, right? Turning on that recording, knowing that uh, you're going to be critiqued by experts and knowing that, uh, you know, everybody will be able to hear it. That puts the pressure on you uh, to try to do a good job. And if you don't violate the, the um, sacred rules of the recording process, the most important of which is you only allow yourself one take. You press record, you play, and what you get is what you get. If you don't violate that rule, uh, it simulates performance really, really well. So we've got a bunch of performances here that people have submitted, and we've already done the critiques, but uh, we're going to put some up for review and chat about it a little bit, starting with Anders. Yeah, which I believe you have the records for here. Oh, crap. Yes, I do. I actually do, though. I don't want you to feel like I don't. Um, i got to move this. Where am I moving this? Okay. Right, Go ahead. Press... As Andrew yep. that going. press play, and I got gotcha. you.
Nice job. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, really nice job then. Well, um, I thought it was really good. Definitely missing some um, ASAP, ALAP there. Uh, certainly in that second part, some real, real big roundness um, that we need to continue to work on. That's the challenging part on these marches, stress bays, right, where we have super ASAP uh, and fusion moments, meaning short notes attached to the downbeat that follows. Just for example, this F before the E doubling. Now this is in this situation, really, really hard because we often have trouble getting that F nice and short and the E doubling clean, correct, and on the downbeat. But that needs to be the goal, right? And um, in, in this case, Anders took maybe just a little bit more liberty with the short note, making it longer to ensure that the E doubling was clear. Um, so uh, a point where we can improve on, not bad at all, though. Um, I thought it was really, really enjoyable. Nice backpipe. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I think there's, you can definitely sense the potential for this to be an 80 instead of a 70 in terms of the score. You can feel the potential, but let's go through it uh, very briefly, line by line. Scale navigation, many low A to C crossing noises. Bummer, dude. You know, the rest of the scale navigation was good, like fine. But then every time we went from low A to C, it's like a little blip. And like, this isn't really a like a competition but if you're in a competition, if you were, if this was a part of a competition, that would be easy would be easy pickings for the judge to just have something that he can mark you down for. And sometimes that's all it takes, right? Um, and then we seem to kind of have that, like maybe in each category a little bit. Early burls at the end of the part. Make sure. Make sure that's the rhythm, right? As opposed to. It's a big difference, right? It's a big difference musically. Easy thing to fix. Uh, I, I pointed that out in my score here, um, <clears throat> which reminds me, I could make it a little easier for people to see as I go through it. Whoops. Um, single grace note quality. Watch that you play the correct grace notes. You're playing a G grace note after the doublings, particularly in the ending phrase. That might be all that it is. But again, it's just like one of those little things you can kind of nitpick, play the correct grace notes. There will always be an E grace note if, not, if required. There will always be an E grace note after a doubling. Rarely ever another G grace note. Embellishment quality, nice controlled approach. Watch for earliness of some embellishments to the beat. And then Carl talked a lot about dot cut quality and consistency. That could be developed more for sure, no problem. Uh, tonal quality, really quite good. Maybe 3.5 is a little stingy on the tonal quality, but but still it was good. And then tuning was excellent. Bass could be just that little bit uh, more locked, but uh, I like it. I like it a lot. It's kind of a disappointing score considering that the performance was good. And, you know, uh, you'll notice there's no bad scores on this. There, and I had a, quite a few this week where, where the... the the score wasn't that high, but there were no bad elements that were really dragging the performance down. So, so you could kind of look at it both ways. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Right. I think we're definitely going to see Andrew 
purposely having that uh, put all of the scores higher this week so that I look purposely low. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm, it's probably not the best idea to try to uh, train staff live on Facebook, but. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's interesting, right? Like, and we've been talking behind the scenes. There's definitely some, um, mm, I think we're, I think it's a, I think we're close, but we got to continue to develop this. There's a couple, uh, loopholes in the plant, like depend your caffeine level has a definitive proportional. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's still like, we're trying to solve that problem. It's a very difficult problem to solve. It makes me talk a lot. Well, at any rate, I'm going to talk a lot less trash about judges moving forward because, like, you know, trying to invent a better way has not been the easiest thing. There you go. All right, well, let's take a listen here to Ken. Okay. <clears throat> I'll um, format this for you. I thought it was a really good performance overall. Um, and I don't know, maybe the score is, is too low there, but I, I found some significant errors in each sort of small in, in category there, and so that sort of brought things down. I think one of the things about this tune is it's just not an easy tune at all, you know, right? Uh, we've got significantly more potential for errors in this tune than, say, the tune from last week. So, um, nevertheless, here we go. A quick rundown. Ken disagrees with you, by the way. Ken disagrees with you. On the, on the Facebook chat, he just said, it was crap. <laughs> Ken, you're too hard on yourself, Ken. You're too hard on yourself. Well, let's start with the, the most positive thing here, Ken. Your drones were super well locked in. Like, just no question. They were perfectly in tune for me. Channel was well tuned, except for some of the tonal issues. Um, but it was well tuned. If it had been well blown the entire time, you, you would have been really, really spot on there. So I thought that was really good. Uh, I have no qualms about giving you a four there. I thought that was nice. Uh, tonal quality, okay, maybe it was a little harsh here, but there were significant moments throughout, uh, especially the second part, but throughout the whole thing where 
the bagpipe left us just ah, missing, missing. I mean, we're hearing big deviations there. I think it's the right, I think, you know, I think yeah, it, maybe it's just a hard read for you or something like that, but it needed that extra pressure. Definitely on the underside of that read there. Just need that little extra support from that read. That cut consistency was pretty good. It was, uh, you know, there was moments where it was quite good, others where it was um, a little bit on the round side. And mo I, I wrote here, just uh, needs more poise, meaning just need to take that extra like deep breath, sit back and just wait and play confidently. I feel like it was just a little bit nervous and that led to some more round moments. Um, yeah, uh, grace note quality, very inconsistent there. Um, some G grace notes fine, others not there at all. Um, so we got to keep working to make that consistent. Could be a little thing in the hands there. And that goes for everybody, right? If you have inconsistent grace notes or grace note size, probably is related to the tension, too much tension or not enough tension in your fingers in order to find that good balance and have consistent grace notes. Uh, yeah, the synch there's synchronization issues going from the short F to the E as well with the G grace note. Yeah, and I think it's also uh, partially for that E doubling, um, that F grace note is getting quite large and that's contributing to those sync errors and, and uh, sloppiness that we're hearing in some of the doublings. Um, lastly, just uh, as I mentioned, that had a little bit more poise there. You were a little bit ahead of the beat consistently through this tune, but uh, as a whole, I mean, really, really close to having a great score. Uh, and I agree with that, what you said there, Andrew. I mean, uh, you're not far off by any means, Ken, so keep at it. And, and oh, some very, very enjoyable points mm -hmm. in that uh, performance. Yeah, I think, I don't know, Carl. I mean, then this, this score seems right to me, like, or each of the components seems Okay, I thought the um, I thought like when I you first started, I was like tonal quality two point two five. That's really mean. That's what I thought to myself, Carl. You're very mean. Um, but then, um, but then the second part, it's like, oh wait a minute, you know, you might have it right. So there you go. That uh, wasn't easy, but Ken, keep it up. A little bit more pressure, and all will be good. I like it, Ken. Um, okay, what's the next one? Oh, uh, as you load up the next one, so we've been talking a little bit about grace note quality, and it does happen to be one of our themes of the week. So let's take a brief hiatus. There's actually, we have two really good lessons about grace notes, but let's talk about grace note parameters today. Uh, here is a little something. There are two key parameters that make the perfect grace note. First, they must be the right size. Second, they must be synchronized to the note change. Get both of these things right, and it's a perfect grace note. Get either of them even slightly wrong, and you're going to create musical havoc. Let's start with grace note size first. Remember, grace notes are not notes. They are meant to be infinitely small articulative events that are perceived to have no actual time value. Obviously, if you put a grace note under a microscope, you'll see it does indeed last some length of time. It's about 0.01 seconds to be exact. But this length of time is so short that our ear hears it as a sort of percussive event and not 
as a note. And remember, this is actually what we want. Listen to these GDE grace notes. Can you hear how the grace notes articulate the melody notes percussively? Now listen to the effect as I start to play these grace notes bigger and bigger. Can you see how important the shortness of your grace notes is? Your job? Do what you can to make every single little grace note in all of your music teeny tiny, but still audible, of course. Next, grace note sync. Much of the time, a grace note will be played simultaneously as you change from one note to another note. The key word here, as it is so often in bagpiping, is simultaneous. If we don't play our grace note at the same time as the note change, it sounds sloppy and it will detract greatly from the music you're trying to play. Check out a couple of examples of out of sync grace notes. If I play some of that back in slow motion, you can actually see how playing a grace note out of sync results in an extra unwanted note being heard. And that's what makes it sound so sloppy. Your mission as you work on grace notes is to always focus on these two key parameters every time you play a grace note of any kind. Rome wasn't built in a day, and your grace notes won't become great overnight either. So, you should integrate the two grace note parameters into your day-to-day -day practice and thought, so that every day your grace notes will get that 1% better. And one day, you'll wake up and playing great grace notes will seem obvious and second nature. Folks, that is it. Uh, a, little, a little lesson about grace note size and sync, uh, which is, you know, it's a little nerdy, but I find it comforting, right? If anything goes wrong with a grace note, it's one of two things. Um, and, and that can really help us sort of dig deep, digest, and know exactly how to troubleshoot uh, potential problems. Uh, by the way, what's the city of Troy looking like today? Did they move the camera on me again? I did not update it, so let's see what we get. Yep, there's Troy. Dojo HQ's not exactly where the arrow is. But, uh, but yeah. Dojo HQ is like right here. Uh, yeah, nice day in Troy today. You know? little overcast. Uh, I'm ready for the next one. Stu Paul's up next. Stu, here comes Stu. Thank you. 
All right, what do you think, Carl? All right. I think you're in a good mood. But no, it's a really good... Uh, wow. That's harsh. I mean, you're basically you're just like, Stu should have gotten a worse score. That's basically what you said there. I can... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, um, I think you might have been a tiny bit generous. All right, let's hear it. Thing. I mean, Let me hear your points. Let, let's hear your argument. My argument um, would be in, in the toning and... Toning. I do this every time. Tuning and tonal quality. Just... I. For me, the tuning, Chan are you know pretty good. You noted just that. I totally agree. But for me, the drones weren't a hundred percent locked. There's something maybe a little funky there. Uh, and then blowing in the in the second part, I don't know. I guess you maybe noted that, but uh, yeah, for me, it lacked just a tiny bit of that sweet spot. It felt a little bit underblown to me, mm -hmm. in uh, on moments there where I'm missing sort of that harmonic richness. So I don't know. Maybe that doesn't justify docking the score more, but uh, <laughs> you know, people are right about you, Carl. They're right about you. You're so mean. That's what I mean, I'm the, I'm the angry. You're so mean. mean. Uh, <clears throat> I think you're right. I, I think I was uh, definitely. I was definitely. Uh, this is this was my first one of my batch. Gotcha. But and it's it, like you could go back and redo it, right? So maybe I had the feeling myself like I was a little bit generous in maybe a couple spots. I mean, I don't think the tonal quality need, it should be like a one. I mean, it might be three. It might be three point five or three point two five. Like it was good tone, but like yeah, the thing is, I don't want to go back and redo these because number one, I already did it and I don't want to spend any more time on it. Like I'll be I'll be honest, but number two is like conceptually. You know, I want this process to be something that can be done efficiently and you can do it once and get more or less the right answer. Let's keep going. Let's see if we get more or less the right answer. Yeah. I mean, and, and we definitely are on that. We're, we're getting close. It's, uh, and, and we've talked about this before. You know, every time you listen to it, you hear different things. So, yeah. you know, I, it's, it's, it's not easy. I think we should do one of these weeks where we record something, Andrew, and you have all the students do one. It'd be kind of fun. It'd be for like a, a Christmas special. I mean, like, I just don't. It, it's just going to be hard. They're not going to be able to find anything wrong with my performance. <laughs> That's the problem. It's all right. I'll, I'll give them some work to do on mine. I have thought about. Um, I have thought about. Uh, I have thought about doing secret, secret people. And seeing, seeing, you know, so ha having somebody like Glenn Brown do one under an alias at a super slow tempo, like, you know, it, it can't be, he can't be playing full hero mode tempo, but like have him do something wicked slow as if he were a student. But like, let's see if we can tell who the fake people are. Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting. Kathy says, I got stuck having to come into work early today and was lucky to stumble upon Dojo U Live. Cool. Well, Truly a Friday morning treat. Thanks, Kathy. Uh, we're here every Friday, except for the ones we don't feel like doing. <laughs> there might be a few coming up. Yeah, there, there's definitely going to be a few coming up. So, yeah, we do every Friday. That makes sense. Like, we didn't do last week because something was going on. Oh, yeah, day after Thanksgiving. Not doing it. 
digestion was going on. <laughs> yeah, digestion. Yeah, digestion is a higher priority. But um, but yeah, and then it's a weird time of year. But starting in the new year, we should be here most Fridays. All right, you ready for another? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go with John. Let's see if you got your score right. This is kind of fun. It's like a, a competition of whose score is better. proves how difficult it is to assess even with a system in place it really is subjective wrong no it's not we're gonna get this no we're gonna keep uh, it anyway. so uh let me I go got, through this skill maps definitely too harsh here um that yeah. being said there were crossing noises a to c um i don't know if i actually noted that yeah ac lift drops um there in in scale nav we also had Plenty of CE phantom crossing noises, significant ones, not just little ones, some big ones there. Um, um, let's go through this though. Like, so, so we can do this. I think this is a, I think this is a worthwhile thing to do for everybody. So let's take something like scale navigation. So we have this rubric here drawn up, right? A score of five is perfect. So, and I'm going to tell you what the different numbers should mean. Okay. This, and this is for everybody. Uh, just so we review, a five is perfect. It's perfection. Like you can't imagine uh, better. You you can't imagine it better. Period. Right. So like fives are going to be pretty rare. And and I think you're. I think Callum Boma and Stuart Little and Jack Lee will occasionally get fives. You know that that's the concept of a five. And they certainly would probably never get a five all the way down. Like a five all the way down the page would be a perfect performance, right? Like that's what five is. Five is total perfection. So you can see why people don't get fives that often and how, you know, you're not actually trying to get 100%. That's not really realistic, okay? <clears throat> now, you can have scores in between these, right? We've got 0 0.25, 0 0.5, 0 0.75, 
all, you know, but then a four would represent very good scale navigation. And how I define that is occasional minor crossing noises or false fingerings that distract very little from overall musicality. So John is not a four here. No. Um, now, number three is mediocre. We've talked about maybe changing it to average. Okay. So three would be average scale navigation. And the way I describe that would be several crossings or false fingerings that distract only somewhat from overall musicality. So Carl, to me, this performance is a three-ish, not a two. Interesting. So yeah. a two, and let's, let, me, let me finish the job. Let me, let me finish the job and, and I want to chat about it. Dissatisfactory scale navigation is a two. So two means the crossing noises really kind of marred the performance and made it unenjoyable. Many false fingerings that distract significantly from overall musicality. And then one, you know, so, um, and then one is poor, really, really bad. Rampant crossing noises, false fingerings that are just overbearing. And a one is reserved for a person who just ain't getting it. And then zero, and then zero is like, is like the worst thing you could possibly ever imagine. Hence why very few people are ever going to get zeros. So for me, three, you know, for me, three. Now forget about the word average, because that's definitely a subjective word, but there were several crossings in there, but it only distracted somewhat for me from overall musicality. Yeah. And see, that's, that's where it's tough, because that is sort of objective. Your idea of, of, of that and mine differ and can differ from day to day, uh, you know, in, in ourselves too. Uh, we got to change the words then, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how, how to better define that because for me, like the lift drop uh, and, and especially the phantom ones took away because it, it grabbed my attention more so. And, and okay, so maybe that's my fault. Uh, and, uh, but that definitely distracted me from the musicality of that. So how do we get around that? I don't know. But, John, at any rate, the average, <laughs> average the score I gave you in Andrews, you end up with a, yeah. probably a more ac accurate result. Rhythmic accuracy, I like, I like your score for rhythmic accuracy, right? Because, uh, because the rubric is the same all the way down the page. So uh, uh, almost a four in rhythmic accuracy means... Yeah, he's really, really good with that. Means slightly imperfect tempo or rhythmic accuracy but very little distraction from overall musicality, that would be a four. So I agree with the rhythmic score 100%. There were some definite issues, very slightly distracting, but That's slightly distracting. Exactly. definitely verging on being very good. So I think that score is correct. Single grace note quality, you gave him a 2.5. Um, I, think, I, I, I think you heard that wrong. I think you translated that wrong in your brain. I think John was leaving out the D grace note when he was playing those short Cs. We should go back and listen to it again. Because, yeah, uh, let's, let's do that. Let's finish going through this, and then maybe we'll listen to it again. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> John is feeling very exposed and naked right now, I think. Uh, hopefully not literally. Okay, so, um, or me, I mean, depends on, any, anyway. So, uh, so you're going with in between average and dissatisfactory. 
little bit for that one, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because I, it depends, again, how we define average. Yep, you're right. Definitely a problem in the wording. Uh, embellishment quality, you gave him a three. Nice Terry Lewis, burls are nice. Uh, right down the line, average. Um, okay, I, I think I think that's okay. It's certainly considering scale navigation and grace note quality were really low, it seems unrealistic that embellishments could be super high. Uh, dot cut quality and consistency. See, I think you're wicked harsh on this. I would have had him. At, I would have had him three point two five or three point five, because uh, because like it, like the ALAP ASAP was imperfect, perhaps at times, but it was only distracting somewhat for me. Okay, and then we had tonal quality and tuning. That's fine by me. Let's listen to it again. Let's just so we're now that we've talked through it. Oh, sorry, I gotta hit the play button. So did I miss the D grace note? Yeah, they were C's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Got that one off. <laughs> uh, let's ask John. Were you leaving out the D grace notes, John? You're out there somewhere. Yeah, the internal. He was leaving out some of them. Maybe we were both right. There you go. Uh, definitely very interesting. There you go. I don't know. That could consistency, probably too low, but definitely round moments. Um, yeah, I don't know, Andrew. That's that's hard. It's not easy. This uh, <laughs> scoring definitely not easy. I think that score's right. I think that score's pretty darn close to being correct. You know. 
I think I think the score is pretty darn close to being correct. And the interesting thing, right? Like Carl, if you did if you did uh, all, let's say you did thirteen of these all in a row, you would come out with the right answer without needing to rank the players manually. Right. Right, because it's the same person listening. And so That's if right. I'm a little lower on the scores, I'll be lower across all of it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I think that's definitely true. All right, who do we have next? Uh, let's see. Who would you like? Let's go with. Oh, how about here? We've got uh, a Beth next. Okay, I'll put Beth up on the screen. Here goes Beth. All right, let's hear it, smirky face. Well, I mean, uh, the only thing I see is when I when I see your scores versus mine, I was definitely lower than yours, just consistently. That's all. Um, my understanding of how I I scored average was was lower than yours, basically. Uh, but no, I think yours are spot on, and uh, certainly in comparison to the other ones that you've done, makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was joy enjoyable performance, well-rounded, I thought. Not too much terror. There were, there's nothing terrible here and that's a good thing. Nothing terrible here. And that's a good thing, right? It's not like, oh man, you know, okay. Except for what the heck were you doing with the scale navigation? It wasn't like that. Like there were a couple scale navigation blit uh, glitches for sure. And rhythmic accuracy, definitely some spots where it came slightly unhinged from the beat. Grace note quality lacking a little bit, embellishment quality lacking a little bit, but nothing was like, holy crap, not getting it. Yeah. yeah Beth, you're doing a great job of working on that. If anything, it's almost a little conservative, 
right? Um, which could be a strategy to get a good st- score, a little conservative. Absolutely. But you might also be a little bit too... You're not giving it that little bit extra to break out of one of these categories and, and get, your, get a 4 or 4.5, right? Uh, you might have to push a little bit more, be a little more... Uh, 4.5 is verging on perfection. So, yeah. so, you know, it might not be, you know, I think it might be better to bring stuff up from the bottom to raise your score than to try to get the things you're good at to move towards perfection. I think there's more resistance as you move towards perfection. Yeah. Probably. So anyway, it's real nice performance. Should we do another? Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. Ooh, that's a lot of pressure. I have to choose the last. No, it's. I mean, it's got to be Roberta, right? I mean, she won the week, I think. <laughs> Did anybody else get a lights out great score? I, I think the best performance of the week should get the last spot. I do. All right, then. Who has your highest score? You got anybody higher than a 76.5? No. Then I think I think Roberta wins it again this week, and I think that's okay. Someone someday someone will dethrone her, but until that day comes, I think she gets the the final spot. All right. Well, here comes Roberta. some really killer Terluas starting straight on the beat there. Ah, that's cool. It was good, right? Good job there. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you could go... The first bar, or the first phrase was not representative of the quality of the rest of it. Yeah. Right? Just that little bit at the beginning, it took you to get in there. I I think that's why... It's tough with the metronome going. I think that's why in in the real world you'll hear a slight like uh, acceleration or easing into the tune during a good solo performance. Uh, Cause I think that's more natural to kind of ease your way into the flow as opposed to just producing it right off the bat. With that said though, I mean, that's a skill you need for pipe bands is to be able to produce it right off the bat. So uh, I, I agree with you, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's, and that's tough because yeah, we, we don't we don't really want something at the end of the day. We don't want something for a solo performance that's abrupt. Yeah. Which it could be perceived as abrupt if we're perfectly at tempo right at the first moment. It could be felt sometimes as abrupt, depending on the tune. You know, the way that it's written. So that's that's a tough thing. But uh it's very nitpicky. I I think, you know, I just don't have the guts to go higher than four usually, right? Like in my mind, four is a space I'm reserving for, you know, for really, really great performances. But, you know, if you can make an argument that I need to go higher than four, it would be in Roberta's like tuning and instrument quality. It's, it's you know, yeah. it's really, really good. It's very difficult it to... Could have been a... Four two five maybe. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Quality. Yeah, I mean it's four unquestionably. Four two five. I don't know. At, at what point do you draw those small variances? I mean, and they were super small, but you can hear them. So, you know, where does that fit in? Um, you can occasionally hear those in performances by you know the the, the gold medalists. So, yeah, that's tough. That's right, and it's interesting. It's interesting you mentioned that because. Sometimes what pops into my mind is like Kansas City professional MSR competition. This pipe is better than at least 60% of the field, yeah. including the tonal quality, right? So, you know, so she's definitely up in the fours. But, but, but at the same time, uh, the top 20% of that field is definitively better than this still, you know? So, so there you go. I'm giving Ken more. I'm giving Ken more fuel for his subjectivity uh, crusade that he's on today. So let's stop talking about it. that. Ken, we we need that because uh, yeah, I mean, neither our system nor uh, the two of us are perfect. And uh, well, I mean, it's we try to not the okay, the two right. of us aren't perfect. perfect. Yeah, the two of us aren't perfect. Yeah, that's that's you you were right. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's good. Uh, did I write this? Um, yeah, I wrote this on her comments here. Would three beats per minute slower allow for an even greater score? I think the answer is yes. Like, like uh, you know, and Roberta, I felt that way the past several weeks. So if that's, you know, maybe you rehearse it and you get it up to that tempo and then for the performance, just dial it back just a split hair so you can relax. And a lot of these like miniature synchronization errors on grace notes and some of these doublings that you missed and uh, some of the dot cut consistency where you're getting a little, maybe overwhelmed by the density of what's going on, you know, dial it back and just be relaxed. I can remember some of my best performances are when I'm able to do that. And it's, I'm not talking about 10%. I'm talking about, you know, just dial it back 1% when, when it's go time and focus on just relaxing. Uh, I think that would be something that where you could get an even better uh, result by doing that. Yeah. That was really, really enjoyable there. So nice job, Roberta. So pop quiz, make sure you're listening carefully. What is the last day to sign up for the Dojo University Getaway Cruise? Carl, were you listening? I mean, you're already signed up, so you're already dreaming about pina coladas with those little umbrellas in them. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That's going to be... My... Uh, sitting by the pool. 
little umbrella, girly drink, bright, bright pink. I can't wait. Has Melanie is? I think Melanie has she told you that her and Stephanie and Ann Matheson are going to be learning to make sushi together on the cruise. I heard that. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, we don't get to profit for that from that on the cruise. They get to eat the sushi. <laughs> I know that's not good. That doesn't work for me. But uh, with any luck. They'll bring home some skills, some new skills in sushi making, and you can make it at home. But uh, yeah, deadline to sign up Sunday. Sunday. It's like it's like at midnight Eastern time. If I'm being honest, there are ways to get you on if you miss a Sunday deadline. But like that's that's definitely it's too much work. Too much work. Just don't miss it. Yeah, we're not doing it. Just don't miss the deadline. Get it done. Uh, talk to your spouse. This is a great. You know, you know, like, what are we going to do for each other for Christmas this year? Like, you never give me any good ideas. That ever happened in your marriage? It happens in mine. It does sometimes. You know? And it's like, uh, you know, this is one of those moments where I, I, wish I, I wish I wasn't the operator of the cruise. Because then I'd be like, babe, let's go on this bagpipe cruise. It's a cruise vacation. You get both. You're going to get significantly better at bagpipes, and you're going to have a significant amount of fun. And uh, Ken is teaching dance classes. They're not exactly Highland dance classes. I don't want you to get the wrong idea here. Uh, although you could say you could say the Highland Fling and the YMCA have certain similarities. It's true. You could. You could make that argument. You could, you could probably dance the Highland Fling to the YMCA. Or you could do the YMCA while a piper was playing a Strathspey. So, like, they're kind of cross-compatible. Uh, you should do that as an, ad, as an advertising event. Go to the Highland Games and do the YMCA. <laughs> no. It was a great moment. Like, I'm going to cherish that memory for the rest of my life, for sure. Because on the, so on the uh, cruise, on the, when we went in 2017... They had this bar that was like motorized and it would go from the sixth floor or something like that all the way up to the eighth floor. And then it would open the door and people could get on and then it would go back down. But anyway, there's this bar going up and down. We were in a different bar over kind of on one of the balconies. And Stephanie and I are just sitting down enjoying a nice relaxed drink. <clears throat> and like all of a sudden this dance party is going on on this floating bar over there and like they're jamming ymca is going and like there's one person that was standing out among the rest it was like a black tie super fancy dance party and there was one dancer that was standing out amongst the rest and i happened to know that guy and he was just rocking it you know absolutely wow sign up the recruiters there's just no reason not to go it's gonna be so much fun there's a good reason not to go. The, the reason not to go is, there's a couple good reasons. Number one is it does cost some money to go. Let's face it. It does. Uh, and the other one is, the other one is like, uh, you got to take some time off work. Or if you have young kids, you know, you might not be able to just take off in March. Um, and, uh, you know, but it is definitively before St. Patrick's Day. So you don't have to worry about that so much. We'll be back in time for lots of St. Patrick's Day stuff. Uh, but like, you know, those are really the only objections I can think of. So if, if, if you don't qualify for those objections, you got to make it happen. Yeah. 
<laughs> Alrighty. Well, great job this week, guys. Really nice recordings. Keep it up. I'm sure next week I'll be more generous and Andrew will be less generous. <laughs> the scars. <I> know. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna continue to try to be less and less uh, inconsistent. So that's uh, incongruous. In, in, incongruous. In, in, incongruous. That's the word I'm looking for. Learning another language really screws up your first language. <laughs> you start to doubt which words come from which language. There you go. That's right. But the plus side is you now can speak two languages, which is badass. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. All right, everybody. Great job. Keep doing your recordings. Looking forward. There's going to be some really awesome second parts. Uh, well, second halves. Parts three and four next week. I know it. And, uh, yeah, really good job. Keep up the good work and solid performances this week. That's it. I'm hanging up. See ya.